1: To 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil. Yo.
0: Could went it 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 I I it went left, but went went right? have went 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 right? Could have had that fight. But I'm walk on side. to that are not gonna this time. Try to work with energy.
1: Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. It's your boy Dan Coogs on hosting duty today. First thing I would like to say is Chessie our hold that and hold, hold that, that dearly. Yeah. Hold that dearly. Yeah. Big win. You're telling me about, you're telling me about Cobham and all of this. Hail end, put four on your head tops. Hold that. Yeah. So Shabs, how you doing my man? Hey.
2: Hey, I'm good. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm elated after that. You can't, you can't really complain after them kind of results and performances that I'm happy.
1: And then this week, we got a guest on. Big Yems, big fan of the pod. Come plays man. for TG5s. Plays for Touchline 11s. You know, he's, a, he's a big rapper of TG's out here. So, Yo. Big Yems, how, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Yo, I'm
0: good still. See, so you had to come out with a big chain for the big W. Hey, you might Whoa. hold that. I told them we're going to crash on them with a bridge. I said it. I said it last month, I think. I was like, Chelsea on a good team. We're gonna crash it. So yeah, man. Let's get into it. I'm happy, fam.
1: Yeah, man. Let's let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. I'm not I'm not feeling in the mood to do the housekeeping, all of that stuff, man. You man, you know what to do. Five-star reviews, all of that. Comment on the YouTube, like the subscribe, all of that stuff. But now nah, today it was big performances from a lot of people. So, you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I saw the lineup and my head was hot. You know, I I, I didn't like El Nenny, I didn't like Rob Holding. I'm seeing, you know, and Ketia up top. I'm 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 fearing the worst. You know, I'm fearing the worst. So, you know, you look t- talk to me, you know, Yems, I'll start with you, your your guest here. So I'll start with you. So
0: talk to me about what your thoughts were when you saw that starting lineup, because it was a bit yeah. crazy. Yeah, I saw it mad late. So I was literally, I think I was at the a and I saw the lineup and I almost crashed thinking, Rob fucking holding, what is going on? So I thought, ah, oh, is each other match the five of the back against Chelsea. So, I never saw um, Chelsea's starting lineup until I got in. And I was thinking, God, Holding, I don't mind Ernani in it. I think he's a better option than um, Lukonga because with Ernani, at least he's going to be secure on the ball. And defensively, he's not bad. And he's got an agent as well. So, I'm not too, I don't get too mad when he plays. But I get why everyone else is against it because forward passing is not his forte whatsoever. So, I get it. But everywhere else, uh, I'm surprised Martin didn't start. That he went with Smith Rowe, so that was surprising to me as well. But hey, I have to give Arteta his props, man. He he got his spot on. Mm, mm. And Shabs, Shabs, what was your what were your thoughts? What was your thinking? You know,
1: um, when you see that lineup?
2: Yeah, it's it's similar. Is Holding? I, I'll be honest with you, Holding is not someone who inspires confidence. There's still some PTSD there with who Holding. Like, Let let's keep it a buck. Um, I do want to caveat that with. Holding used more sparingly this season. Generally speaking, he's been brought on to um, absorb pressure, add defensive stability late in games. But we, none of us have wanted to see Holden start for a very long time. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit spooky, scary hours seeing him in the lineup. to be honest with you. And there was a bit of curiosity as well as to what this means for the back line. Is Ben White going to... Um, play at right back, Are we going to use three centre-backs today, like, what's going to happen there? So that one was one of curiosity. Tavares was an interesting one. Tavares has not painted himself in any glory in recent games, and we all know why. I, personally, I don't think he was good today. Um, you know, there's a lot, and, and and we can get into that, but I was a bit nervous about Tavares, but again, what options do we have? And despite how bad he's been playing, I'm also of the of the school of thought that he's someone that you need to kind of Play him as much as possible to get him through this funk, but um, but my god, he was terrible. And El pretty much what Yem said, you know, um, not I, I'm not a supporter of El Nenny. um, you know, i be I, I think like you know, he's persisted for a very long time at the club, and we need better than him, however, he's a better option than the I have to say, and you know, I've got to hold one. On this pod tonight as well, because I've been very, very, very uh, vocal in my support of Lokonga, but I just think it's damning when Nenny, you know, who we've all got onto, comes in and actually gives a better performance than you. I just, I, d- I don't think the future is looking very, very bleak for the, the song group right now, to be honest with you. So yeah, I have to say that. Um, Eddie, I was on the pod, was it last week? Yeah, it was last week. And I said, after that lacquer nightmare, I said I needed to see something different. And we started with Eddie the other day. Didn't really get, I think Eddie done well. He didn't really get any chances. We didn't really create. But I think today he persisted and kept it up. And I think Eddie was, you know, I can't really fault the boy today. I'm happy with him. I'm happy for him. And I think he's earned the right to start again um, next week. So yeah, the lineup was, well, you know it was what it was. I think it's probably the best that we could have done given the circumstances. Mm.
1: Yeah, man, fair play, fair play. And I think, you know, there's a few names there from that starting line that that you know I want to get into, you know. So firstly, um, we we'll talk about that that first goal. And I think, you know, that first goal, um, and probably even the second uh, the the second goal, the third goal, not the second goal, um, as well, is it's a type of goal that our main striker who's been starting uh, ever since December, I don't think he's capable of scoring, you know? And that's a very, it's a very, very Eddie and Ketia goal that, you know? um, So I think there's two types of Eddie and Ketia goal. One for me is inside the six-yard box, alive to the danger, low cross, he's getting his foot there first, he's he's making a near post run, making a a, a first-time finish. That one and the second half Eddie and Ketia goal is putting the defense under pressure. They make a mistake and he capitalizes. Right, we saw it against Southampton the best chance that we made of, in the game. He he nicked the ball off the defender, plays it um, out wide to Martinelli, crosses it, Saka misses, and then again, similar situation presses the defender, loose ball. This time he runs through. <laughs> Babs, I'm not letting you into the podcast, bro. I'm not letting you into the podcast. You gotta hold that. Yeah. You gotta hold that. Um I mean, you gotta hold, hold that, yeah. Hold you gotta hold that. Listen to uh, our voices, take it in. We are the yeah, Free point collectors today. Enjoy. Enjoy
2: relax, man. Yeah, you got Enjoy when when's when Enjoy when, when, when chessy? When Chet, when hour, Babs? Yeah, Chessy
1: Hour, yeah, Chetty yeah, you Chetty got, they're recording yeah. Chessey Hour tomorrow, isn't it? So. yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah, go yeah, yeah, and hold that, man. I'm gonna be listening to that attentively.
2: I'll lock into that on Friday lunchtime, man. For now, you've got to sit here and and soak it.
1: Yeah, so soak it all in. But but yeah, so that that for me is a is a very typical Eddie and Ketia goal. You know, we've seen it a lot in the Europa League, we've seen it in the League Cup. Um, and I think we even saw it in the Premier League last year a couple of times, yeah. um, where you know he is a very good presser of the ball, you know, he puts the opponent under pressure, puts them under duress, and he makes that goal happen through his work rate, you know, and he has the pace there to, you know, firstly get there from the long clearance, um, to put um, you know, Christensen under pressure world class Christensen by the way Crazy. don't think don't think we're gonna let that go um because we're, we're, I was hearing bare stuff about this guy you know he's hooked at half time you know hooked at half-time because of Eddie and Ketia you know put him under pressure do you get what I'm saying? So boy the, the spotlights on Christensen he's gonna get his move or whatever he's not gonna stay at Chelsea but Thomas Tuchel will give this guy a career and I for me I think he's ungrateful personally to not be signing the contract um at Chelsea but but yeah Eddie for me he is uh, in my top two choices for man of the match. You know, I thought yeah. he worked his socks off. You know, he he made um, a lot of things happen just from his natural work rate, etc. So, you know, for me, um, I thought that was a top, top performance and it'd be good to hear um, what you guys' thoughts are because, you know, that's literally his second start of the season. You know, I know people were down on him after the Southampton game. Um, um, and I just think, for me, I think people are, this is just my general opinion that I'm, I'm, I'm going to voice it now. I think people are very, very harsh in how they analyse academy players versus how they analyse a new signing, right? So 100%. to give you an example, so, you know, Eketyar, he came out and he'd done his interview this week. And he's like, look, um, you know, people have been saying, oh, yeah, um, I, I I come in and I don't score, but I'll come in with nine minutes. You know, I'll come in with 20 minutes. Yeah. And how, and he said, How many starts have I had? All competitions. You know, he said, I've had 30 starts since he signed his last contract when he was 18 years old. In five years, uh, five years, five, five years, this guy's Ridiculous. had 30 starts. Yeah. Ridiculous. 30 starts. And so, if you say, if you say to a new sign in, right, boom, we bought you for 35 million now. We're going to give you 30 starts. And then you see the stuff that people say about Eddie. You know, they say, oh, he's not good enough. He's not this, that and the other. And most of the starts that he's had have been in the Europa League. They've been in the League Cup. I think in total, he's had, I looked at the stats. I think he's had 10 starts, less than 10 starts in the Premier League. Right. And if you say a new signing has less than 10 starts in the Premier League, how many people would be writing them off and would be saying, oh, yeah, this guy's not good enough, etc., etc. And so, you know, I listen to other podcasts and I watch, I see people's tweets and stuff like that and they're like, Eddie Nketiah is not good enough. He's not this, that, this, that and the other. And I just think, you know, have we given this guy a fair crack at the whip? Because you look at the 52 million pound guy that has been starting every single game for the past how many months, he has gone 21 hours without an open play goal. Eddie Nketiah has equaled his non-penalty goals for the season in his second start today. But, yeah, you know,
2: that yeah. is a yeah. matting.
1: Yeah. That's an absolute matting. So, yeah.
2: you, know what, you, you know what it is, Dan? I say this all the time. I say this. I've said this about Eddie. I've said this about Nuno Tavares. I've said this about Lekonga, Um, Yeah, you know, you, you're trying to make a distinction between new signings and academy prospects. I just think young, developing footballers, yeah, they need time, they need runs of games. I've made the same argument in the past for um, players like Reece Nelson. I've made this argument in the past for Saka. I've made this argument in the past for smith Rowe. Players need runs of games. We can see the impact and the benefit that having a run of games has had on someone like Saka. We can see the impact and the benefit that having a run of games has had on um, ESR. Even Martinelli, who's been used more sparingly than the two I've mentioned before, but still you, you can see. And you know, we can see the confidence that those boys play with. What's to say that Eddie can't find or can't play with a level of confidence if he's being given a real run in the game? Because it's a very different ask and it's a very different requirement to go on because we're chasing the game or go on uh, and play meaningless minutes or go on and play a cup game against lower opposition, weaker opposition, where you might bag two, but however you perform today, you're not going to be starting for us again. in the next serious competition. So, yeah, I think it's difficult. And I think really it's difficult to um, objectively analyze or appraise Eddie's career to date, his Arsenal career, you know, because he's not really been given that opportunity. He's not really been given that fair crack of the whip. I can think of the first season during the pandemic where we saw him feature a little bit and um, Arteta turned to him initially, but again, that was mostly substitute appearances. And he's um, seemed to be out of the liking, and I, I just think it's poor management. Like with all of these other players, I think it's poor management in terms of the way that we've handled his, his 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 minutes, his integration into the team. I just I think there's a lot to be desired there. And you know, we've listened. I've listened to his interview, listened <clears> to his <throat> comments. I don't think he said anything wrong at all. Like many others, I don't think he said anything wrong. I think what oh, he was spitting is fact. And He's probably looked at other footballers who he knows that he was levels with. And in the time frame, they've come on and they've kicked on. and all the different. He's saying the difference is they've been trusted. They've been given an opportunity where I haven't been. And, and he's looking at that and thinking about himself and thinking about his own future. And fair play to him, man. Fair play to him. Because what's the point of saying, no, you can't go, you can't leave the club. We won't sell you. We, you can't go on loan. We won't loan you out. We're going to keep you here, but we're not going to use you. And then he's watching someone like Lacazette, who's like really not offering anything to the side. I will say that he's not offering anything to the side. That'll frustrate the life out of anyone. And I- I'm glad he's kind of come out and said that. And I'm glad that he's had the reaction today. And I'm glad that he's got the goals today. I'm happy for the kids, I am, honestly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 You no, know, it is yeah. with, with
0: Eddie. So I watched him um when he was on the youth team, so he was one of the ones that I listed. So I had Eddie, um, John Jules, um, Nelson, Smithrow, Saka, and I can't remember the other geezer now. But he's left. The thing with Arsenal strikers, especially young Arsenal strikers, I can't remember the last one we got from the academy that was that's really been given the opportunity. We rarely give like young strikers coming through the ranks that opportunities at Arsenal because to be an Arsenal striker. Like you have to be banging the goals, or so there has to be something about you. And we spend quite well well in recent, part, in recent years, we spent quite well on attacking players. Like, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was probably um Ali Adia. Yeah, look at that. The
1: last look one that, that came
0: through, yeah. Yeah, so be, yeah. he's he's up against a lot. So I don't really think um, a young academy player is ever gonna get uh, you. Have to be special, you have to be a no attack. And he wasn't even at Arsenal Academy, but that was the last real 18 year old that we thought, yeah. This guy's or, Be- or or Bentner. yeah. Even Bentner, he was yeah. he was really a sub. Didn't really. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. I don't really think you're gonna see unless he's our wonder kid. I'm not too sure we're gonna see a striker from the academy ever really get a chance at Arsenal because we're always gonna go out and buy. And Eddie's a good. I think he's a good Premier League player. I don't. I still don't think he's Arsenal level. Um, I think the fact that we have BBW Lacazette. Makes what he's doing so much better. When in actual fact, all Eddie's doing is what you'd want a capable... he's just running hes running, running around, putting him. Yeah, he's just want you a capable, mean? athletic striker to be able to do. Do you get what I mean? So, I judge him. I rated him highly at first, like when he was in the U. franks and then I he lost a bit of stocks. Uh, I sold some stocks on him, and I'm still not 100 convinced. that like, I don't think. I don't think he's an Arsenal striker. I think if it was a a lower team like a Leeds, maybe a Fulham coming up or even Brentford, I think that's where he's at as a a Premier League striker. But right now, he's going to be very useful to us. So, yeah, man. But we need to go out and buy two new strikers next year Mm. because one's not enough. One's not Mm.
1: enough. I hear that. I hear that. And some really, really good points from from you both, man. And I think, you know, just to close out on the the sort of the striker situation, are you both starting him against United now?
0: 100%. You have against Maguire, you have to play him. You, you have to. You have to. And
2: I, and I think the other thing, yeah, and we, we, we did speak about it last week, I definitely spoke about it last week, it was the Ian Wright interview. And I think, you know, one of the most profound things that Ian Wright said was that, you know, you've got to be like, a player like Eddie at Arsenal right now has to be looking and saying, look at the circumstances. The stars are not going to align like this again. Yeah. yeah. So, Aubameyang, the club scorer, is gone. The guy who the coach is relying on to kind of fly the team away is not scoring. you got opportunity to really take it to, you know, take g- g- grab the opportunity here with both hands, yeah? Um, you know... You bring your A game to it every week, yeah, and show us that you're the man and that you've got what it takes, yeah, to be the centre forward for Arsenal Football Club because these opportunities don't come along, like Yemza said, mm. like in terms of like youth players breaking through. And Eddie's really had the opportunity. But again, I think it's about what you said, Dan. It's about that fairness. And, you know, is it fair to say he hasn't taken these opportunities when he, he's been resigned to appearances off the bench in games that we've primarily been chasing? you know, um, you know, meaningless minutes. Like, you know, he's been brought on in the 86 minutes who are 1-0 up when the team's being instructed to defend deep and he's just there to be an outlet and chase down stuff and put pressure. Like, it's not really, it's not really fair. It's not really a fair way of looking at it. But I think he's probably, these players as well, they're active, they're out there, they keep their heads to the ground and I think he's probably heard that interview or it's got back to him. Um, you know, I think that might be Part of the reason why he felt like he needed to even do it, interview himself, and have his own narrative out there, and I think it's fired him up today. And I think he absolutely has to start against United. Like he, 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 he has to. I don't. I think Eddie has to start now, between now and the, and the rest of the season. I think he has to just like we've got six games left. Like six games, isn't it? He's got to play in all. Of, he's got to start in all of those games. I think. And I mm-hmm. think not just off the back of today. It's off the back of not seeing anything meaningful from Lacazette.
1: Mm, mm. And I think you know, um, an underrated part of his performance was the back to goal, the back to goal stuff. I thought he was very secure when he was dropping in, you know, he was finding people, he was spinning, and then he still has the energy to go and running behind. But, um, yeah, that's I'm gonna draw a line under, um, under Eddie, and I want to talk about Granit Xhaka today, man, because for me, that was my man of the match, um, today. Yeah. So, you know, previous. Uh, podcast, we've said, you know, when it comes to these big games, we need the senior guys to step up, you know, I think Xhaka, throughout this whole period in 2022, I think he has been very, very very respectable, and today it's almost culminated in, you know, a top, top leadership performance, you know, because the whole reason why a lot of people have been speaking about Lacazette, um Nissa and Yaba and saying he needs to start is because we've got a very young team, you know, and, you know, if you go with an Eddie, if you go with a Martinelli up top, that's a very, very young front four that you have there. And today, we finally we finally did it and went with the young front four. Eddie and Nketi are 22 years old. Um, Saka on the right, 20 years old. Emil Smith-Rowe on the left, uh, 21 year, years old. Erdegaard uh, in the hole, 22 slash 23 years old, right? And I thought that midfield that underpinned them in um, Xhaka and Neni. They did the job, and I thought Xhaka was incredibly brave today, Um, almost exemplified by the first goal that we scored, where he was able... And this is something that, you know, it's been a major, major criticism of Xhaka on this podcast, generally in football, is that this man cannot receive under pressure. You know, he receives on his right foot, he gets pressed. He receives on his left foot, he gets pressed. He can't turn, he turns like a bus. And for that first goal especially, Mama receives it in the box, takes it through Lukaku's legs, Takes it through Alonso's legs, finds the pass to Erdegaard at the pitch, progressive pass, sets us up. Um, sorry, it's the second goal. Second goal, yeah, yeah. Second goal, yeah, for the second yeah. goal, for the second goal, sets us yeah. up um to the other end. Quality work from Saka, pass inside Erdegaard, quality pass to Smith rowe and it is a superb finish first time from Smith rowe But I thought today Xhaka defensively on the ball, um, and just his whole round performance was the performance of a leader. And Shabs, you know me. Yeah, I'm not a Jakar fan. Hey,
2: you like, know me, bro. You know bro, me. I and that's what you are gonna ask me right now. <laughs> and that's the
1: thing. I have to give I have to give credit where it's due that you know, my man he stood up to be counted today, and you know, just to leave a passing comment. N'Golo, Kante, when are you going to turn up against Granit Xhaka? When when is it going to happen, bro? How many when is it going days? to happen, bro? Because your Xhaka is how actually calling you a small boy. You know what I mean? He's actually calling you a small boy now. You know, enough is enough, N'Golo.
2: N'Golo, N'Golo. So yeah, be yeah, good, good
1: to hear your thoughts about about, about, about a Xhaka performance, man. Um, I, I'm
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna echo what you said. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Yem speak, but yeah, just I, I'm I'm the same. I'm not a guy for Shaka at all. Like, you know, I'm 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 onto this guy, but I'm not touchy, I'm balanced. Yeah. And when it's good, I call it. When it's bad, I call it. Today he was very good. I got no chat for Shaka. All it is Shaka, I want to see more games like this from you. I see more games like this from you. I got nothing to say. Honestly speaking, like I can live with these things. What I can't live with. And when we don't see these performances like it or not you're one of our elder statesmen he's our official slash unofficial captain like we i need to see this guy turning it up and it's in these big games yeah last couple of games he's not putting the performances yeah maybe he's been impacted by party being out or whatnot party being out but um yeah like today he's done it and that was sublime blind football like i called it you know pressure in the butt and holding really sold him down the river and I'm yeah. looking at this saying, you know what, yeah, you know what, Shaka, this is gonna go horribly wrong. And I saw composure like I've never seen it before from that guy. Honestly, like just carried it through my man's legs and just and still had the presence of mind to get his head up and pick a pass. And boy, did he pick a pass. We've seen him in that situation where he'll try to play it through someone's legs. Who will turn it over, who will trip over the ball, we'll make a mistake and then make a foul trying to rectify they can give away at the bottom or free kick just outside the box. We'll do a bit of good work but then he won't be able to get his head up and pick out the right pass. He's done it all, pull it all together. Fantastic, man. And that was just one, you know, that was one silky moment of today but there was a lot that he done that was um, kind of like understated and that just went quietly under the radar. And he was a leader today and I, I respect it. But yeah, I, said, let, I said, I ain't going to talk too much, man. Let me leave it there with Shaka.
0: Yeah. You see me with Shaka. yeah, as a love-hate kind of thing, because as a footballer, he's the kind of mid that I like, what he's actually meant to do, dropping deep, getting the ball, being able to spray it. The fact that he's left for it as well, like those kind of sentiments, that like, those are normally the, the kind of players that I enjoy watching. But he's just so hot and cold and so annoying to like, actually say, you know what, this guy's a good player. Because he will do some nonsense, some absolute nonsense stuff. But I will say this in Xhaka's defence. I think when you put him next to a competent centre mid so someone else who can do all the other stuff to take the attention away from Xhaka. like El he will be there. He will slot in. He will be defensively sound. Xhaka doesn't need to hold his hand as much and then Xhaka can just play. And when and Partey's playing, is the main guy, and xhaka that like the supporting role next to him. So I think he flourishes under um, those positions. But if you put, like, a Lokonga, a Coughlin, and all, all these other kind of different tournaments that we've had next to him, he exposes his weakness a lot, like a lot of his weaknesses. But today, it's like he said, yeah, don't worry, we don't need Partey. No, nah, I've got you. But we're not buying that because there's just one performance. But he was he was really good today. So i yeah, he's my man in the match as well. I'll give it to him. Hey. bro.
1: Yeah, fair play, man. Fair play. And I think, you know, um before we get onto some more um I guess individual performances, you know, what 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 so so like I, I personally I feel like this result is it's a massive statement for me, and I think it's a big, um, it's a big confidence boost to the team because I don't know about you guys, but all season I've been, you know, very confident. No matter who we're playing at home, I feel like the crowd is been up there. Yeah. The team feels, you know, massive confidence when we're playing at home, and then away from home, you know, is where we've been very shaky. You know, and I feel like in these past three games where we've lost, especially I think Crystal Palace um, and Southampton, I think the crowd has sort of um, gone against us and we've not been able to have that confidence to sort of play our game fully and be that clinical, etc. And so, you know, I'm looking at this uh, and I'm seeing, you know, we can win at Stanford bridge now. Right. So that says to me, boom, we've got to go away to Spurs. I think we've got to go away to Newcastle. Um, and I think there's another to away to West Ham as well, right? So you know these these are peak away grounds. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like this is it's it's the perfect time to win away from home because you know we've got these difficult games coming up. And so, what do you think this means now for our confidence when we do go to these grounds? So away to West Ham, I think we've got United and then West Ham next weekend, um, and then you know and then we're away, away to Spurs May twelfth. Yeah, So how, what do you think that winning at Stamford Bridge can do to this team's confidence?
0: I think it it, it shows that they're actually able to go to a grounds, so difficult grounds, and actually do something. So now when they go to West Ham, for example, and even when we get picked... Like, so against today, I was a bit nervous because I thought, took the lead, lost it straight away. Took the lead again, lost it straight away. So I was thinking, oh, Chelsea are going to come and win the game 3-2-4-2 in the second half because our is going to go and we're just going to fucking self-destruct. But the confidence in us being able to come back after being pinned back, I think that's going to do them a world of good going up against um, West Ham and Tottenham because we can we can easily go 1-0 up, 2-0 up and le- literally let the team come back into the game. And we've done that in the past as well. But the fact that they're able to rise it again and get another goal and get another goal, that will do them a world of good. And if Eddie and KC can carry on this form just for the next five games, I think that could be a big step for us because our team is set up perfectly in every other department. Well, when we're playing well, so our back forward as a relationship is set. The midfield is great. You can see a chemistry between Odegaard and Saka, and even um, Martinelli and smith when to play as well. But up front, we're we're just so easy to play against. We're not a menace. When Lacazette plays, you just know he's going to be back against goal. He's going to back into you. We don't stretch teams the lower teams as well. So a low block, we don't stretch teams. And now that we're able to actually st- stretch teams with a quick, well, quick A striker, and a flex striker, we might be able to do something. So I think the confidence is, is going to be a good one going into the United game, especially, because mm. they are shit. If we don't beat United at home on Saturday, I'm going to give up on top four, personally. Mm. Mm. And, and I'm not going to give up on top
2: four, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But you know what it is about winning and the confidence taken from out of this game? Arsenal are a good enough side. Arsenal have always been a good enough side. Yeah. What has happened to... Like, Arsenal are one of the better sides with one of the better squads in the Premier League. Yeah. What we have done, unmistakably, we have underperformed. Yeah. We have underperformed in the last couple of seasons, really. Um You know, even in Wenger's final season, if you go back to their underperformance. But they're still a better side and they're still a side which, um, you know, the media will have you believe that their reputation has been tarnished and we're not a good club. But the reality is that they're still one of the better sides in this league. What Arsenal don't always do, they don't always respect the game. Yeah, they don't always respect the game. If we respect the games and we respect the opposition that we come up against between now and the end of the season, we've got a good chance of winning and performing well in most of those games, yeah? And picking up the points that we need to carry us forward, yeah? If we go into those games thinking that, yeah, the game is won and we kind of just go through the motions and we're not on job when it comes to passing and we're being lazy and all of this stuff there, then, yeah, it will be easy for us. And we'll see teams that don't really have the quality match us like Brighton did, like Southampton did. All due respect, yeah? The media have got, like, someone like Nathan Redmond, um, you know, talking to people like, um, we're small boys, like we're small clubs. Like, Nathan Redmond could never. You know what I mean? The media have got, like, Brighton dunking on us. Yeah, because they have. These are not better sides than us. What it is, that we've not respected those games. We've not gone into those games and uh, been on our job. This is what Arsenal need to do. That's it. That's the way that I see it. So yeah, obviously there's confidence that will come from this performance today. There's, com- there's bigger confidence that will come from the result today. But they need to carry it forward. I think United are a team low of confidence after um, after that bashing yesterday from Liverpool. And you know what? Liverpool have done you know, a lot worse to a lot um, worse side than United as well. So they're lucky to have come away with 4-0. But I think, you know, we need to kind of go into that one on the up. They're coming into that one on the down. We'll have some home advantage. And I think we need to be serious and respect it because it's still Manchester United. Yeah, we need to respect them. If we respect them, I think we can pick up the points. That's what it is. And I think we need to carry that mentality forward from now to the end of the season. Every game should be like a cup final and we should approach it with integrity.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, chaps. That was one thing that I, I, I sent out a tweet today. Um sent out a tweet today saying, you know, I need some spirit of, you know, the 2012, 2013 season. Do you remember that when, you know, we lost uh, you know, Spurs were flying under Harry Redknapp, I think, yeah. And then we mm-hmm. lost two one to them um at their ground. And basically it looked it looked doom and gloom. It looked like we were done, we were down and out, we were never gonna make top four. Um mm-hmm. and then I think I looked at the the stats. We won nine games in in, in our last eleven matches. Was
0: that the downward spiral comment? Was, it, was, it, was that was was that Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. When they said, yeah. "Oh yeah, Arsenal looks like they're on a downward spiral." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Wenger he chucked out all of his principles. He said, "Look, boom, I'm going two backs of four, two banks of four. We're not conceding goals. We're gonna win games one nil, one nil, and we kept five clean sheets in our last seven games." You know, one, like three of them, one nil. Do you know what I mean? And I said that today that, you know, I need some of that spirit today that, you know, we, we've, we're we missing players, you know, we're missing key components. Let's call it a, a spade a spade, you know. We don't have a striker that's got to score. Um, and we need to just show spirit, you know. We need to just dash Arteta. I don't care about your 4-3-3. I don't care about, you know, your positional play. We need to just get results. results. Yeah. It's here to the end of the season is yeah. about three points. By hook yeah. or by crook, you're gonna get yeah. three points. And you know today, and to be fair, I was angry at the starting lineup, but I'm happy that you know this is he's 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 sort of like look, boom. I don't need to go to Chelsea and play the football that I've been playing. I'm gonna mm. dash Rob Holding in. It's gonna be deep block. We don't need all of the ball, Um, and we're just trying to get the three points here today. And for me, I'm happy to see that. And I would like to see that in a couple more matches this season, you know. Spurs, especially where you look at the way that they play, they want you to press them. They want you to to play with a high line. They want you to to sort of try and put them under pressure so they can get behind you, get Kane spinning in. I want to see another another game like today. Five at the back. Deep block. Deep block. Spurs, can you break us down? Can you break us down if you can? Fair enough, but that's what I want to see. Do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm inspired by today, personally. And and my next thing is that I need you, man, to compound this with three points at home versus United. I don't want to see this old of stuff where we have a big result against Leicester. Then we go to, to Swansea and we lose. Yes, and you know, Wayne, Wayne Routledge. Do you know what I mean? So I need I need another three points here today. We lost three in the spin let's let's get the form back let's get the form back three points collectors three point collectors so you know another another performance that i want to touch on um briefly is uh emil smith row today yeah so i thought he was very good you know he's 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 been coming under a a bit of stick uh, recently because he's not been scoring so much but i thought his overall performance today first half second half was very good you know he's very efficient with his ball usage you know, I think there was a cut. There was a his first pass, I think, was quite sloppy. Um, Let them in early in the first half. But then after that, kept the ball, kept it moving. And he was so dangerous, I felt, um, throughout that match whilst he was on the pitch before he started to get um, a bit tired. So, you know, what do you make of that performance? Because now he's up to 10 goals in the league, non-penalty goals as well, Um, you know, Uh, There was a thread this week about Lacazette's non-penalty goals, how there's 102 players above him with better uh, non-penalty goals to minutes ratio than Lacazette. But Emil Smith-Rowe is at the other end of that scale. You know, 10 non-penalty goals in the league, um, an absolutely fantastic finish from him today. Uh, uh, What's his name? Mendy had no chance. So, you know, what do you make of that performance, Um, Yemi? He's
0: a quality player. He's an absolutely quality player. I think, I'm still not sure. The thing with him on the left, at him at number 10, I'm still not sure what his best position is, but he reminds me of like a, you know that, he's not the same playing style, but you know how Perez used to drift into the middle. He didn't really hug the touch like a a normal winger would kind of thing, because he was technically secure. So I think that's why he, he makes it so difficult for uh, fullbacks to mark him because he can drift into the middle. He can drift into the 10. And when at least Tini's playing, it leaves a lot of space on the left for our fullbacks to to work into. I'm a big fan. I'm an absolutely big fan of Smith Rowe. I've been a big fan of him since the, the academy days. And I think he's got another level that he can actually go. My only worry is his fitness and his actual engine because when he gets around to the 60th minute, he tends to like, drift out of games and they have to be subbed on. Maybe that's due to the injuries that he picks up a lot. But if he can work on his engine, I think we've got a real top class player there. Mm. Mm. Agree. Shabs,
1: anything you want to add? Add to that? Yeah man. Um
2: I don't I don't need to speak about the boy's ability and whatnot. I've been there before. I'm on record. I'm very vocal about him. Always have been love him. I think he's there. Um let's just let let me just remind everyone yeah ESR's got previous against Chelsea, yeah? So let's not also just try and single this game out as a one-off good performance. He's got previous. And so does Saka. This ain't the first time that they've dunked on Chelsea. yeah? Let it be known. Let it be known, me. Let it be known. happened. Let it be known. It happened. Yeah, we've been here. Yeah? In fact, in one of um, ESR's breakout games for Arsenal, really, was um, Chelsea. That, that winter, the winter before that last year. Yeah, it really just broke in where Saka scored that goal. People were saying, was it the cross or not? And We all remember the performance that he had there. I think ESR was very good. Mind you that we were not very ball dominant today. Yeah, that was part of the game plan. But what he done when he was on the ball, again, fantastic. And no one should be surprised by it now. I don't think there's a question about his ability. There's a question about his availability. Yeah, there's a question about um, how consistent he can perform at this level against top opposition. And there's a question mark about whether he can sustain this type of goal-scoring form beyond this season. But I, I I don't have that expectation of him. I think, you know, everything that he has done so far in terms of the goals that he has scored this season, but also the majority of the performances he's had for us this season, I think he's, um, if not exceeded expectations for most people, he's definitely met the expectations for most Arsenal fans this season in terms of both his performance and his goal-scoring output. Um, I think, yeah, it's about being more consistent now, you know, being more consistent in terms of against the top, top opposition. And again, you know, we scored against United, you know, let that be known. He scored against... Um, did he score against Tottenham? Or did yeah, he, he, scored, just he did top, score against Tottenham. In a couple, couple games it. as well. Goal, goal and assist you know, against Tottenham Goal and assist against Tottenham Left up, and
1: assist. I mean, them We took it all We brought them to our land An endless night Ember hot and icy cold
2: The rage of the earth We made this curse
1: Carved it in the blood on our backs We did not see We could not But she did
0: And in the end What will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two.
1: Play it now with Game Pass. Did he? I think he got this this last season against Spurs as well for the own goal. Yeah, yeah, he did.
2: So so yes, he's cooked them. So we're seeing it against the better sides in the league. Liverpool, we don't get any joy there, really. But um, you know, and Man City, and those two really are golf apart from everyone else. But he's got previous now against a lot of the better sides in this. In, in this league in this competition there, mm-hmm. against teams that are um, in and around us and above us so no one should really come and be talking about surprise with Smith-Rowe at all that's not the case he's done a good job today he got a goal his goal was fantastically taken um, I like him starting and I don't really care I think using him in the midfield as an eight doesn't really work hasn't really worked for us no. for me him on the left wing I'm with it I don't mind it. Equally, him playing in the 10, I'm with it because I think what he offers in the 10 is a lot more dynamic movement and um, he links up, he brings both sides of the uh, pitch together, but he also links the midfield very well with the attack and he can come and receive the ball, go into the channels and play into the pocket, um, really hold that space in the 10, but he can also go beyond the front man. So... Um, I like him anywhere in between the left and the ten. I don't really care. I just want to see his name on, in the starting lineup. And mm. Yeah, man, I'm very, very happy with him. I'm happy for him. Me and Dan Cruz have got a Patreon piece coming on 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 ESR. Hold us to it, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with him. That's ten league goals. Ten
1: well, for the number
0: yeah, ten, you know. Number ten. ten. league That's goals.
2: That's Ten fantastic. for the number I'm ten. Man. No, no pens. No pens. set pieces. And what I, and what I want to say, he's embarrassed. Uncle Lacazette, and so was Saka. They have embarrassed you, Lacazette, Mm -hmm. honestly speaking. Yeah, we can talk about functioning in the team or whatever. These are guys who are playing a lot further away from the goal, actually. These are guys who are a lot younger than you. These are guys who are a lot less experienced than you. These are guys who are expected to also receive the ball in deeper positions and build up and combine and take players on and and still get on the end of things, yeah? They've done it. Yeah, I, I can't hear no excuses. Honestly, so yeah, man. Long may it continue for them, lot, and hopefully, I see an end to some of the other nonsense that we've we've had to endure mm. this season. But yeah, man.
1: Mm. And I think you know it's it's very it's very telling, and and it's very good that you know in summer he signed the contract and he took the number ten shirt, and people were like, oh, that's too much. You know, there was a lot of talk about, oh, whether or not he should even get the number ten. And you know, I think uh, I don't know if you man saw it, but there was a you know, a Saka segment that Sky Sports showed a little bit of um before the game. And I, I watched the full thing on YouTube and he was saying about how the number seven shirt, you know, it makes him play better. It gives him more confidence. And I feel the same definitely applies to Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, that yeah. now he's taking that number 10 shirt because he asked for it as part of his contract negotiations. And, um you know he's got it on, and he's he's like, you know what? I want to be that guy. You know, and you see the amount of shots that he takes um, in every game. Um, he's he's not looking to pass to someone else. Um, oh, I'm 21. I need to pass it like so he can he can take the shot. No, he's like, boom! I'm gonna finish this one now. And I just like lo- I love to see that confidence in him um, to take on the shot. And that finish today is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely superb. You know, sweet. to do that first time. In the side netting, basically, keeper, no chance. Mendy, he's what, like six foot five years old, rooted to the spot, you know. Um, and that's a yeah, that's a quality, quality finish. She goes to, you know, Mount's backyard, La Cobham, you know. And oh, he he said that. he said hold that, you know. He said hold that. Mount oh, he, tried, he Mount tried to up his levels, you know, a little bit. He was like, oh what ESR scored, da, 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 da.
0: bro, hold it, man, sit hold down,
1: it, man. sit down and and, and take your slappings. You know, take your slapping. So, you know, I have to give um, Saka a big shout out as well because I thought he was excellent today. Uh, yeah. I thought he was really, really good. Um, God's child, bro. That first half um, had Alonso on skates. You know, slowing it down, taking it through his legs, taking it round here, <laughs> coming inside, passing it inside, and I thought, you know, he deserved that penalty. Um, I don't know what. Dave Aspila quit, I don't know what he's thinking. Um doing that. Uh, I don't know why he's trying to square up to a 20-year-old either, you know, a 35-year-old elder statesman, captain of the club. A bit, a bit disgraceful there from him um at the end. Um, and I'm so happy that Saka put these penalty demons to the to bed as well. Yeah. you know. Um, I was shook. I can't lie to you. I was shook. Yeah. When I see when I see him step up, take um, the
2: ball... I'm not going to lie to you like yeah. You see what? As soon as he was fouled yet, as soon as the penalty was given, I thought, who's going to take this? You see what I love? He grabbed the ball. Grabbed it, bro. He grabbed the ball. He said, I'm holding this. And I was thinking it. We were all thinking about Dakar and penalties. Yeah? Everyone had a thought in their mind somewhere. Yeah? Most Arsenal fans. What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. But, and there was a lot of for all going on and lots of fracka going on and he, he held it, he held his nerve through that. Um he placed the ball. He wasn't deterred. He didn't let anyone get in his head. He picked his spot. He sent the keeper and he scored his goal. And he deserves it, man. Like everything that the that the that the boy does I amplify it. Yeah. Because we we know what it's like as well. We know what it's like. We know that people are coming through his head, yeah, at every opportunity, waiting for him to slip up, yeah, to to downplay him or down talk his accomplishments or whatever. So you know what? When he does his job, I amplify it. When he does more than his job, I amplify it. And we've got to put respect on Saka's name. We have to. We have to. We have to, yeah? Ops listen in, Respect that boy's name, yeah? Because people have always, always, always tried to put a cap on him and say, oh, he's only this, he's only that, he's only... Trying to typecast him, oh, he's a left back. Ah, oh, he's not good enough to make it as a left winger in the league. Even some of us have done it. Yeah. Always been consistent on that boy. Don't put that boy in a box. Yeah, there's no seat. There's there's a high ceiling <coughs> There's a Very high ceiling for him. Let that boy be, let him play. And he's showing it to all of us. Yeah. And um, I'm proud of the kid, man. I'm proud of the kid. I'm happy for him. Honestly. We try to tell
0: him when Saka's got you 1v1, it's long. It's long. long. They try right. to tell us, nah, 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 nah. Every single fullback he's come up against 1v1. Yeah, I, mean, I said, yeah,
1: I said, I said, um, Saka 1v1 is cash money. What's Do you remember name? the group chat? This yeah, This you tried to tell me uh, I must be talking about Zimbabwe yeah. and dollars.
0: Yeah, I'm saying, yeah,
2: and and you know what it is, yeah, you have to contextualize it with the fact that Saka is not supposed to be Arsenal's starting right winger. Like, yeah. He is not supposed to be that. That is not what was projected for him, yeah, in terms of his integration into the team or whatnot. Maybe playing somewhere in the left, maybe playing further back. Um, not Arsenal starting right wing. So you have to contextualize it with the fact that actually these big guys around him, yeah, like Pepe, it's not worked and it's not materialized for a player like Pepe. Lacazette has stunk up the joint, Aubameyang has been moved on. Yeah, Bramian, who he actually had a close relationship with, both on and off the pitch, I think, by the looks of things, he's been moved Mm -hmm. on. Willian, who was brought in, yeah, to kind of, yeah, be the guy and be, you know, an elder statesman who could offer something in terms of um, pushing us forward. We all know how that story ended. We all know how that chapter ended. Yeah, this is not supposed to be Saka's story. Yeah, he's made it his story. So you've got to just give him even more kudos for that, really. You have to.
1: Mm. Yeah, man, and I think, you know, overall, he, the thing is, I know people talk about, oh, we talk about Halen, this, that and the other, but I, I think we actually have to put respect on what Saka, Smith Martinelli at times, Erdegaard as well, um, have been doing for us at their young age, you know, and and for me, Shabs, I'll be honest, I hold my hands up and I said, you know, I don't want us to be doing this Project Youth you know, I don't, I don't yeah. really, I don't really rate that as a tactic because, you know, when I've seen it on the Wenger, when we had literally the best young players in the world, you yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. So you can talk about in,
2: in England. No, I
1: think, the world, I, think no, I, the all- I think we had the best young players. Oh, you, all- mean, oh you
2: mean Fabregas, nazri Van Persie, Nasri. I thought you meant, thought you meant the um, Walcott. No 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 no, 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 I thought you meant the mark two. I thought no, not, not the mark, but no, I no, think no, you know, no, no, you know no, that's no, once, the once no, mark been, one, yeah, now once three, we've been yeah, three, the
1: fools, yeah, 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 like yeah, even yeah. players like Girl Kaliche, I think they were top top four, yeah. Yeah, three, yeah. Four. yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. we've seen it happen where you know you were getting top four. Um, it was I think it was less of an achievement then than it is now because just the competitiveness but you were getting top four, you You're playing Champions League, you were getting quarter... Those times, we were getting quarterfinals, semifinals, yeah. you know? We were getting quarters of semifinals and that still wasn't enough to keep these men at League the club. League runs, we had talent. Town yeah, we, well. You know, all of this. And so I've seen it before and I was like, look, you know, unless all of these men hit their potential at the at exact same time. same time and all just, you know, collapse it, sort, sort of similar to what happened at Liverpool where they didn't really go as young as us, but they went... 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds, and every single one of them hit, every single one of them peaked together, and, you know, you're seeing the the fruits of it right now, you know, where all of these 28- to 31-year-olds in the peak of their powers, they're dunking on Man City uh, in the FA Cup, they're going toe-to-toe with Pep, they're getting to Champions League finals, they're winning league titles, 99 points, 98 points, all of this. And so I'm looking at this and I'm saying, like, you know what, like, in the next two, three years, if we don't make champions league Saka's gonna sack gonna cut you know the gonna, gonna cut you know mm. um Martinelli someone's gonna poach him Klopp's gonna come for him you know the way he talks about Martinelli all the time you know Klopp we need mm. to have words you need to keep my man's name out your mouth kind of thing you know and all of this and I didn't really like the tactic because I'm looking at this and I'm saying look Saka's got two years left Martinelli's got two years left Saliba he's got two years left you know and I'm saying Boom, we need to be good right now because if I'm Saka or if I'm Saka's agent, I'm saying, boy, why should I sign a contract to be playing fifth when I'm seeing Jaden Sancho collecting 350 playing Champions League? I'm seeing Callum Hudson-Odoi a 180 uh, a week yeah. playing Champions League. I'm seeing yeah. Phil Foden pick up big, big trophies when and I'm dunking on all these men in training when we go to England. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So... Mm. So I just have to hold my hands up and say that I am I'm surprised pleasantly surprised that these men are they basically carrying us to a top 4 challenge you know I'm less worried now about them cutting so much because it seems like they're they're bought into the project and stuff like that so you know the ne- the important thing for me is that we need to build momentum now we need to build momentum you know so what do you guys think about this united match how are you feeling about this
0: I was confident before the Chelsea game, anyways, because my thing with United is they're just not a good side. I feel like any competent team can trouble United. Um, they're a mess in midfield. They're a mess at the back. And if you can just... If you're a competent team and you can um, sustain um, pressure with your attacks, you're always going to break them down. They're always going to make a mistake. Maguire's going to play someone on He's going to miskick the pass or. A sloppy header and they just don't scare me going forward either. I mean, if Ronaldo's not playing, I think if Ronaldo plays, even though he's not the Ronaldo of old, like he always bags against us somehow. Like, did he, he bagged that old traffic, didn't he? Too,
1: yeah,
0: and he didn't yeah. even do much, yeah. So, he's the only danger that I'm literally um, wary of. Apart from that, I don't, I don't think he had a good side. I'm, um, I was confident again, like I said before the Chelsea game. I'm a bit more confident now, but anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. Um, um I'm confident,
2: but if, for me, it's really a lot about what I said before. that um, Arsenal need ways to score goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. Off the back of a performance like tonight, if you could see that even if we concede goals, we've got enough in us to create enough chances and make those chances count, then... That in itself should bring us confidence. And actually, there were probably a few, even though we weren't dominant today, there were probably a few more opportunities and chances that we had, actually. Um, you know, I think Saka fumbled it, really. Before winning the penalty, he fumbled it in the other cutback where um, he couldn't to stay on his feet. Yeah, yeah. I think he, you know, I think, I think that was one that, had he stayed on his feet, been able to get his shot off. You know, that's a legitimate chance right there. I think there were a few others maybe potentially in the first half as well. But um, it's the conceding goals. But, you know, we can concede goals. Anyone can concede goals. You can sometimes mitigate against the fact that you've made a mistake at the back by just getting up the other end and being able to make the most of your chances and put them away. And I think that was really what was missing against Southampton and really against Brighton. So, yeah, we conceded. And, you know, if we had more about us up front, I don't think us conceding those goals would have been enough for us to have not won. I think we could have conceded and still scored, got points, got three points. Um, against United, we just have to respect them. We have to respect them. We have to respect them. We have to be about our job. We have to respect them in the way that we go about um, defending. We can't, I feel I, the players would make a mistake to um, treat United off the back of that Liverpool defeat. Yeah, they will make a mistake. They'll be making a big mistake to do that. They'll be making a big mistake um, to not respect Ronaldo if he plays. They'll be making a big mistake to disrespect United's players if Ronaldo doesn't play. Yeah, we just mm-hmm. got to respect them and whoever it is that they field and whoever it is that they put out. Do a solid job defensively. Try to cut the mistakes out of the game. I think the mistakes that we've seen defensively are. You know, we haven't really spoken about them today, but the defence, which has been solid for the for two-thirds of the season, is showing lots of fragility and vulnerabilities and cracks now. And I think, you know, the 4-2 today glosses over that. But we did concede goals that I think were um, a bit soft. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we want to do is not concede soft goals against Manchester United. Yeah. Because especially let's... where we're not able to score goals. Or score at the rate that we might like to. We cannot afford to concede stupid opportunities, stupid chances, and soft goals. It's pathetic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think let's let's talk about let's talk about the goals that we conceded because you know the football is played at both ends of of the pitch, and you know you're right. I think the first one I need to highlight this. Lewis, he's not on the pod today. I know he's going to be listening. He said he's going to be listening to this. He's on a holiday. You know he's enjoying himself. Listening on the playlist, like so I need Lewis to hear this. Yeah, um, I need him to hear this because you know, I think you've been seeing all these stats flying around, Albino, this that and the other. He's saying Arsenal they conceded eight goals from the last 14 shots on target or something like that. That they've um, that they faced uh, before Chelsea. I don't know what the stat is now. Um, but Aaron Ramsdale, I need to, I need to have a bit of highlights on this guy because you know to put the spotlight on him a little bit because for me in the past few weeks he's been very disappointing to me and i feel like he's not making enough saves i'm just kind of kind of kind of come out and say that he's not making enough saves for me right and i think today is another one where you're looking at it and you're saying a top keeper that you spend £30 million on, you know, English tax aside, this, that, and the other. We, we put £30 million pound, pound sterling on this guy. I need you to save some of those shots that you're facing. I think the Southampton one may being harsh, but I think a top keeper does better there, personally. I think a top keeper definitely does better on that first Chelsea goal. And... I'm saying I think I think he has had a fantastic season. That's not me saying, Oh yeah, Ramsdale's rubbish, this, that, and the other. But I need you now to start winning us some points like you were at the start of the season, you know, that Leicester game away. He was fantastic, saved a bag of one-on-ones, free kick save, you know, um, Newcastle game, uh, quality save from John Joe Shelby out there on the the right. Liverpool game, even when we lost 4-0, he made some fantastic saves. Double save from uh, Sadio Mane, you know, all of this stuff. And I need you to go back to that because now this is crunch time. This is squeaky bum time, you know. We can't be going into games where we're conceding 50% of our shots on target, you know. I need you to, to, to be fingertip and stuff around the post. Do you know what I mean? And so, you know, looking at it defensively, I definitely think Ramsdale has some question marks in the past few weeks. Um, it'll be interesting to hear what you guys think about that as well. Hey,
2: I don't want. Lu- I don't want. Sorry, Ian. I don't want yeah. Lewis to come swinging for me. You know,
0: because <laughs> nah, you
2: spoke about Ramsdale the other day, and you know, gravel, gravel things went off, and shots were fired, and men was swinging. But I, I don't want no one to come swing for me. You know, I'll just say I'll come in peace, but. And Ramsdale has had a fantastic season, I believe. But I think what Ramsdale done was outperformed many of our expectations of him. And I think actually how Ramsdale's performed in, in 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 the more recent games. And we had that game, I think it was against Villa, where Leno came in. But I think even before that, Ramsdale had had a few goals conceded, whereas a little bit Leno comes back in. Done a good job and then Ramsdale was back in after that, wasn't he? And I think he's been meaty. And I think um, you know, this is probably Ramsdale playing at, or if not at, a lot closer to the level that we're 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 used to seeing him at and used to associating him with. And um it's a run-in, it's the business end of the season. Yeah, everything matters at this point of the season. Well, we it's good that we're still um you know, in it and playing for something at this stage of the season. But we need Ramsdale and other players to rise it as well. Um, I don't want to single out Ramsdale. I think on the shots face thing, it needs to be better. I think there were some defensive issues and inconsistencies that I'm seeing there that we weren't seeing at the start of the season that I'm I'm kind of worried about as well. But I think with Ramsdale, what what I'm seeing looks like he's just performing a lot closer to the, the expectation that we had of him and I say he's been outperforming that expectation for most of the season so far. So yeah, hopefully he can find something which pulls it together to get us over the line. But um, and I agree with you, he needs to be better. But yeah, and in fact, I'm just going to leave it there. I don't, I don't want to say what I'm thinking.
0: I think with the with the Ramsdale thing, now we all understand having a young team that their forms are going to dip and everything else. Unfortunately for Ramster, being the keeper, if his form does dip nine times out of 10, it results in us conceding a goal. Now, everybody in the team has had a dip in form. But bar. Bar maybe Saka had his moment, but I would say he's probably been the most consistent at, played at a high level this season. Unfortunately for Ramster, he's now having this dip, whereas before where he would make the saves, he can tip around the post, but now it looks like he's flapping. At it a little bit, so maybe his confidence has taken a bit of a knock in. I think it's a bit unfair to say he's playing closer to his level because I think he's a great shot stopper. But now the shots are getting away from him. I think it's just a young goalkeeper. What is he, 23 24? 23, yeah, 23. 23? Yeah. yeah, for a keeper that's quite young. So I think it's a young goalkeeper who's whose uh, form has dipped a little bit. But being a keeper, you can't really afford that to to happen for too long. Because like I said, if you're a keeper and your form dips, most of the times the shots are going to result in him um, conceding goals. The other thing is the miss in Tini and Tomiasu has been crazy. So now the shape as a back four has completely gone to shits. So when I watch it from a centre-back's point of view, with Asu, we're able to play with a free, it's more like a free centre-back. With Cedric, there isn't that. So when Cedric is, is bumped up, Smith, um, Ben White. Sorry, Ben White's now having to cover a lot more space um in between himself and Cedric. Whereas with Tomiyasu, it's a lot closer dynamics. Um Gabriel can come across as well. And Tina, you know, he's pretty much sound on that on our left-hand side. Now, White is covering a lot more gaps for um for Cedric and Gabriel's having to cover a lot more gaps for Nuno as well. So, with them being pulled out up wide, it's living a lot like strikers are getting into that spot in the central of the pitch. Now, look at the goal against um, Brighton. I think Jacko's playing at left back. He's bummed all the way up. It's literally one long ball over the top. Gabriel's had to come out. And because of that, Tossad is literally by himself in the penalty box. He's there to, to knock it home. So, yeah, Ramsdale being on form hasn't helped. But I think the back four... As a unit is looking very, very shaky defensively as well. So that hasn't really helped the situation. But I reckon they said something else is close. Or did I read wrong that he's might be close to coming back? I'm hoping he's back he, in training, isn't it? Yeah, so I'm hoping he's ready to just kick on. He doesn't need like a couple games to to get back into get back into shape. But if we can get him back, I think it makes a massive difference. Hey, tobes, up, tobes, tobes, that man tobes, tobes. Tobes, Tobes.
1: Tops, don't be telling any anyone on this pod to shut up, man. And then boldy. Yeah. You shut up and hold that because I didn't hear nothing from you in the house today, you know. I didn't hear nothing from him in the house. Shy, it? Quiet. As quiet as a mouse. What quiet you as mean, a mouse. Room, quiet as a mouse. So don't don't come online. Come online. Puffing up before your gym inflated chest. Yeah. So be quiet. Yeah. Just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the last performance that I want to touch on um before we wrap up. Is is Ben White today at at right back? So you know, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna say, I thought Rob Holding first half was quite scary. You know, he was Gosh. quite sloppy. Um, but watching Toby play centre back, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was quite. I thought it was quite scary. But um, I don't want to be too harsh on him because you know that's his. I think his second start in uh, the uh, well. His second start since December nah, you know oh, yeah. no nah, I, I don't cool. think it is you know I don't think it is I think that you know the looseness the last game he started was Burnley um which was in January and the last he game he started before, there, he? yeah the last game he started before that was August in it which was the last Chelsea game I think so you know I don't want to be too harsh on him um you know in that game because I thought second half he was he was very good you know headed everything away deep block football. That's that's Bobby Holding. That's what he's good. That's his bread and butter. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man, that's he's his bread good. and butter. So so the the, the one pl- the one defender that, you know, other than Nuno Tavares that I have I guess the, the defender I have expectations of um is probably Ben White there at the back in terms of his ball playing, you know. And I thought Ben White was he was quite sloppy today. You know, I thought um, you know, obviously he's playing at right back. Um, he doesn't look in, you know, sort of out position, he didn't look comfortable, but yeah, yeah. I, I was very disappointed with him on the ball. You know, I thought Gabriel on the ball, on the other hand, he played a lot Ooh. of nice passes today, man. There was a nice switch out to Martinelli when he came on, he was pumping it through the lines. Um, to Xhaka, this and the other one. I just feel like Ben White today on the ball, he was very scary to me, man. So, you know, what, what what's your guys' thoughts on that as well?
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he was comfortable, but again, um. Yeah, they they say he can play right back and all this other stuff. But as a centre-back, once you go out wide, so now when he gets the ball from a right-back's position, what he has to do centrally and what he has to do from full-back is two different things. So when you're central and you receive the ball, he can drive out and he can play those balls um, through the lines. But a right-back, you receive it on the flanks you have to come inside. And he's not really a, a, a guy who I would say can dribble or anything of the sort A of full-back kind of you know when Tini receives it um at full and he comes inside and is able to find the pass, Ben White can't do that. So when he's out wide and he receives the ball and he comes inside, as soon as he gets pressed, is 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 a shit show. But centrally when he can receive it, he's able to drive forward and find the pass. I think that game's a lot easier for him to do than him playing at full and that's why we probably see the sloppy passing and everything else. It's a completely different ball game, receiving it at the middle of the park and receiving it out wide. So if you're not, if that's not your bread and butter, I think you're always going to struggle. Malaysia, mm-hmm. are technically, technically secure um, footballer.
2: And I,
1: th-
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I, and I think it's not just
2: about the receptions; it's about the defensive side of the game, defending out there as well. Um, mm-hmm. Is a different entity, you know. He's not he. You're not coming up against players who want to get close to you. You're coming up against players who, you know, want the ball at their feet and want to. And take you, wow. in, yeah, in a narrow space, and kind of take you into a cul-de-sac or whatnot. And mm. yeah, it is about the spaces that you're covering. It's about the, you know, the um, shuttling up and down the pitch as well. Right there. So yeah. I think not just in possession, out of possession as well. I don't want to be too critical of him because he was asked to do a job there today. Um, he did make some mistake not just for the, the the goal. You could argue that it was a foul. I think it was just a bit reckless. Even if it was a foul, I think he was just a bit Backless reckless in possession there. Um, but yeah, you could argue, but ultimately for me today, he done a job. Um, I don't want to see Ben White playing out at right back for obvious reasons. I think, you know, he's part of our best central defensive pairing. So again, it's this whole thing of Arteta remedying one area of the pitch. Um, you know, so you're trying to, you try to resolve the issue at right back and then you kind of weaken us at centre-back by bringing Holden in there and it's kind of similar and we've all debated this about him using Shaka at left-back and actually, I want my best players and our strongest players to play in their best positions and I want us to find remedies and solutions to the other stuff. and that didn't happen today but it paid off. It didn't backfire. So, you know, we're all on here with a bit of a different narrative whereas if we had lost if the game had finished two-two, we'd be analysing that Ben White mistake a bit differently. Um, you know, for, especially for that second goal, and we'd be talking about him a bit differently. Ultimately, he needs to do a bit better uh, on both sides of the ball when he's playing that right back. But I can give him a blight because it's not his natural position. So I can mm-hmm. do a job there.
1: So, yeah. Fair enough. Mm. And last, last question just before I wrap up, right? So now. Um, you know, I asked this in the you know, there's been a lot of talk about communities and that on Twitter um this week, but the only community that I'm really interested in is the Touchagunas community. Okay. So if you guys haven't joined, make sure you join that. There's a nice, nice little interaction that we have in there with with uh, you know the the avid listeners, the avid, avid fans and that. Um but I asked this question um uh, before the Chelsea match, just to ask, you know, what's the general mood? Like, you know, do you guys feel top four is still on? Or do you think it's over? And it was a resounding, it's over, you know, from from everyone this week. You know, I'm going to ask it again tomorrow just to see what people are really saying. But Yummy Shabs, I want to know what you guys are feeling now for top four. How are you
0: guys feeling? Um, I think it's still on. Only for the sole fact. No... Ask Tottenham United, no one's really put in a run together just yet. So anything can happen. Um, I'll say I'm 45% confident. I don't think I'm 50%. I think the, the away games, the West Ham away and Tottenham away, are two, two massive games for us. And we have to, I believe we can't lose any of them. And we have to pick up a win and a draw. We need, <clears throat> we need four points from those two games. So right now I'm at forty five percent. I'm not too worried about United because I think they they're bound to trip up again somewhere. But Spurs are probably the biggest the biggest threat. So for me, I'm forty five percent confident we get top top four. Mm. Forty five. Right. So forty five. So who are you put in favourites then? I still think it's Spurs only because mm. of the fixtures.
1: Mm.
0: Only because of the fixtures. Okay, that's about yeah. it. Yeah, fair okay, enough. Fair enough. Shabs, how about you?
1: Honestly speaking, yeah,
2: we don't need to, we don't need, and, I, and I, this is where people are getting it twisted, saying that we need to be damn near perfect. I get why, and we do in a perfect world, but the reality is, that, so we need to be damn perfect idealistically, but the reality is that we only need to be better than Spurs yeah. between now and the end of the season. Yeah, we only need to better their results, and only marginally. So that might be um, winning the same number of games as them and picking up a draw, yeah, um, more than them, yeah? So they lose, we draw one, yeah? That might mean drawing the same number of games and winning one more than them, yeah? yeah. If We only need to be marginally better than them. that like, God's honest, yeah? We've got the same number of games. I don't understand the less than 40% thing Yems, yeah, I'll be honest with you, and I respect you. I respect your opinion, but I think are we counting games here? Because the bottom line I'm is that the are we fiction. counting games? Yeah, yeah, yeah the fiction fiction fiction? list. Because the, bo- list. the bottom line, if we're looking at it, the only thing that separates us at the moment is goal difference. That's the only thing. Yeah. So you can maybe you're using their coach. You know, no, kind of analyzing the quality of their uh, coach, I'm maybe analyzing like, the quality of their players I'm not, like, at yeah, the moment. The way that I'm looking at it, we're neck and neck. The table says we are neck and neck. The only thing that separates us is goal difference. Yeah, the goal difference is gonna swing. Their goal difference, I think, is substantive on us, in it. They I think their yeah, goal difference is plus eighteen. Been. I think that I think they might be plus eighteen. I think yeah, plus eighteen,
1: plus, I think we're plus yeah. nine.
2: Oh plus nine. Oh no, plus so, ten,
1: yeah, we two two 10. goal yeah, two yeah. goals. So
2: they've got a goal difference of eight on us. Yeah. So I, I like can't see shot, enough. Right? I can't mm. see enough in the goal difference swing, but we don't need to be amazing between now and them, but they won't be amazing between now and then either. And we have to play each other. Mm. Yeah. And I also don't believe that we need to beat them. We should beat them. What really what Arsenal should do is make it so that their game against Tottenham doesn't determine the outcome as to whether we mm. finish top four or not. Mm. You need to really yeah. do their business before that game so that that game really doesn't matter in terms of the outcome. Because if you can go into that game, and um, not that we should play a full draw, but if we can go into that game with a strong advantage, it means that we don't have to beat them. We don't have to beat They'll them. be in a position where they have to beat off. At the end so, of the
1: day, six games left, right? Six games left. Spurs, to play for Spurs, Spurs have to play Liverpool, yeah? Yeah. You know, that's a massive game. You know, that's a massive, massive game. Um, I, I was saying it yesterday at football that I'm, I'm kind of worried about that because I don't think Klopp is the pragmatic type. Mm. And the way that, you know, Liverpool play, that's almost... You know, like the best team for Spurs to be playing, you know, the high line, we have runners in behind, Harry Kane in the hole, can can pick them, pick them passes. Kind is of that thing. Anfield? I I can't remember, you know. I think it is at Anfield. That's at an Anfield. Is, I what think mean? it is at Anfield, yeah. So, you know, if Liverpool do the business there, Liverpool do the business there, it puts a little bit of pressure off us. Yeah. But for me, we need to beat them in their ground. And that's why I'm a bit shook. I think right now we haven't won I'm a I'm a bit more confident than Yems. I'm gonna say it's a 50-50. You know, yeah. I'm gonna say it's a 50-50. It's a flip of a coin for me. You know, the way we played today, it was top top. I need to see them pick three points up at United. And if they do that, I'm I'm gonna be gassed. I can't lie to you. I'm gonna be gassed.
0: So I'm looking at it. The fixture list. So they've got Brentford, Leicester, and Liverpool. Okay, maybe I'm fifty percent with you now. Because I thought their fixture list was a bit easier than that. Those are tough games for them. Brentford away, um, Leicester at home, and then Liverpool away before they play us. So yeah, oh okay, maybe I'm with you, Dan. Yeah, Shaz. Maybe I'm fifty percent now because I thought they had an easier run in, but those are three difficult games for them. Yeah, and the crazy. only reason why I'll even give them a little bit of edge. It's because they've got more goalscorers than us. Mm. Cause that, cause what's his name, Kuliskeski? wherever the. That. yeah, yeah, yeah that brother, Kuliskesky. he's he's come alive. And then you've got Kane and Son, who obviously score at any given time. And yeah. that's the only edge I'd say they have over us. But apart from that, yeah, I think you boys are right, man. I think I'm I'm with you because I don't see them getting that points. Bro, oh, that's what um,
1: I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying, man. We just, we need to, the thing is we need to focus on ourselves on now, our man. Yeah. yeah to focus on ourselves um, now, man.
2: And that's what it is. All this talk, you see all this talk here. People are going to be waiting in the wings yeah, to draw up these receipts here, yeah, to fold this in our face and that. I'm not caring about what the other teams are doing. All right, shout out to German Dan, yeah. Me and German Dan have been pretty consistent in saying it this season, yeah. People were saying top four is a myth and that. We've got six games to go and top four is a reality. Yeah. Okay. We might do it, we should be able to do it. We might not do it. We might just fall short. But that was not the conversation for a long time this season. And mm. me and German Dan have been very consistent in saying Arsenal don't need to be in and like doing what Chelsea are doing and on those points. We just need to be there or thereabouts. Mm. Yeah. We just need to keep distance. Yeah, we we need to keep um in touch, sorry, with um, you know, with those teams in the top four. And then we see what happens, yeah? The last time we were here was Emery, yeah? you know what happens. We don't want to speak on those things. We've got to have learned from that. It's a different set of circumstances, different players now. We've got to have learned from that. And we've got to respect the game. I just want these players to respect the game. I don't want us to be watching what other teams are doing. That- All of that's fairly uh, relevant. What we need to do is finish our breakfast. Just finish our mm. breakfast, man. Just That's that's mm. what it is, man. Don't play with your food. Go and finish your breakfast. Get the job done. And I'm seeing, quote, I haven't seen no post-match because obviously we're doing this, but I'm seeing the interview from Arteta and maybe it's true. He said to them, um, if they want to play in the Champions League, they've got to be able to go to places like Chelsea and win. That is true. If you want to play in the Champions League, you've got to be able to close out a season. Yeah, mm. this is the playoffs. This is the playoffs now for Arsenal. Yeah, you're in the playoffs for the Champions League. You've got to close out the season. Bottom line, mm. finish your breath, Don't play with your feet. That's what it is, man.
1: Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree, man. And, and, and this is the question mark that we had at the start of the season. Can this team play with pressure on? Because under Arteta, when pressure's been on, I think the FA Cup was a good indication of being able to, to play with something on the line. Um two performances against, you know, Man City and then Chelsea to pull Sank out of the bag. And then the season after, when we're in the Europa League now, we got something to play for. It didn't really work. So, you know, I'm glad that we found a solution today. Um, so I think Arteta's been in the washing machine a little bit, you know, struggling to find solutions. But, you know, we got the three points. Hayland scored four. Eddie and Nketiah brace. Saka, penalty woes behind him. Smith-Rowe, first goal in, you know, what, five, six games, seven games. um, So I hope that, you know, these are good omens. You know, these are good omens. And I say, as I said before, it's now, it's onto United at home. I'm going to be at that game. I'm going to be buzzing Saturday afternoon, midday or 12.30 kickoff. I need another three points, man. But Yemi, Shabs, Love. thank you guys both for joining me. Um, no. thanks everyone for listening, thanks for the comments everything um, and yeah, we'll see you guys after that United game man. hopefully we we'll pick up another move. three points Brentford, Ivan, Tony you've been trying to get that oh, move man. you've been trying to get that move all year my guy, dunk I it can't. all over them dunk it all over them man Romero who, yeah, dunk it all over him that's what I need to see man so yeah, um, peace guys and we'll catch you guys soon Stay peace and love, peace
0: Man could have had that fight, but I'm gonna walk on sight. Man, have to that man, you're not going to spit this time. Trying to work with the oh, good energy, a with man, the 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 bad man None of these guys It's amazing, like, oh. it's a a man. Man That's, foul. That's the response of Arsenal. Score my team and the not you but I was not right. Man could have had that fight.